episode of beyond the blade and the first of these this analytics mini series that i'm doing here throughout the preseason with a lot of people i'm gonna have on that are a lot smarter than me um i guess people start to figure out that i'm really not as smart as some think i am but uh but yeah so you know this first conversation here we kind of i have dom decision on from the nhl athletic we kind of talked about a few things with his projection that he did a couple weeks ago on the sabers uh, kind of how he sees things with their forwards, defense, goaltending. We touch on a few players. We touch on coaching a little bit, kind of if he takes it into account or not. Uh, we also kind of talked about his his fantasy projections. He had some interesting numbers in there where he actually released uh, today, which is kind of convenient and worked out. We talked a little bit about Sam Reinhart, which is a little bit interesting. So you might want to stick with those comments at the end. Uh, but overall, you know, I think it was a, it was a good conversation. It was it was some more insight on why the models said what they could said what it said uh, and why the Sabres have some potential to beat it. Some areas where they can beat the projections, where you can see some improvements. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. It was really good. Um, you know, I really appreciate Dom taking the time. He's in the middle of all of his previews. It was, so I didn't want to take a lot of his time. So it's not a super long interview, but nonetheless, it's very interesting. So we're going to actually take our mid roll break kind of right here. So not to disturb the interview. So, and then on the other side of the break, uh, I'll be back with Dom in the interview we had to talk about the Sabres projections. So I hope you enjoy it. And then next week, I actually have three more interviews next week after RITSAC, uh, RIT Sports Analytics Conference, which is this upcoming weekend. So after that, I kind of have three more uh, super smart people who will talk to me about various analytics topics next week. So this will be the only analytics interview this week, and then we'll get into a whole bunch more next week. So. Quick break. Back with Dom. Hope you enjoy the interview. Talk to you soon. All right. So I am now joined by John by Dom stumbling here dom lucician i hope i said that right dom from the athletic nhl i know how those long last names go and how it's hard to pronounce them so i hope i did that right but uh thanks man i appreciate you taking some time out of your busy preview schedule to kind of chat with me here a little bit 
Yeah, no problem. And uh, the last name uh, pronunciation was good. You uh, stumbled a bit on the first name, which most <laughs> really don't. Uh, it's all good. So we're going to kind of focus on the Sabres here. You put out your preview a couple of weeks ago, and not surprisingly, uh, you had them coming in at 80.2 points, which reading through your preview, I, th- I thought was pretty fair and probably realistic where they are. So, I, I mean, I, I think the whole thing this year has been, you know, in Buffalo, they've made some nice moves. They've done some nice things with Miller and Yokiharu and bringing in Johansson, but there really, there really hasn't been that, that needle, like that, that needle moving move, right? Mm-hmm. Um. For the Sabres, it's not really like that needle-moving move will come, but they needed to do a lot of addition by subtraction and get a lot of the the, the terribleness from the bottom of their lineup out of the way and hopefully just get some more NHL talents, and that is what they did this offseason. So there is a lot less uh, replacement-level players in their bottom six. Their D group looks pretty solid in the sense that it's a collection of NHL players. And I do think Colin Miller is pretty underrated. So I think they should be fine in that sense and they can see what they have this year and maybe go for a bigger move next year. Yeah. I mean, that's how I was going to go next is the bottom six and reading through your, your write up, you know, we had them as the, the fourth worst group in the league in terms of their bottom six, you know, and I think the way you put it was pretty good. That's where scoring went to die last year is their bottom six. And really, it's odd you mentioned. It. I mean, they brought back almost entirely, entirely the same roster besides Jason Pomaville. I mean, I know they had some additions, but other than that, every single player is back. So that, so that bottom six, you know, that really doesn't. It still doesn't give a lot of depth scoring for Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhardt, and Jeff Skinner. And you know, and I think the way you kind of wrote it up is, is the scoring can still be an issue for them. Yeah. So they they did trade for Jimmy VC, who's who's not very good, but he's better okay. than Vladimir Sabatka or whoever else was on there. And they do have Victor Olofsson possibly coming in who scored well in the HL. So those two guys can maybe push guys who are on the fourth line down and we may not see them as much this year, but there's still a, there's not that much talent here to put it lightly. The next area, I guess we'll kind of go through this position here is I guess we'll go to the defense next, where I guess you could say that kind of where is where they did make the improvement. They brought in, you know, Brandon Mons with the trade deadline, who I kind of want to ask you specifically about him in a second. Uh, you brought in Colin Miller. Uh, you had Scandella out of it, which is interesting because I think that's kind of the hope here is hopefully he's not in that top six, but he's still here and it's kind of, you know, hard to see you can replace him unless they put Yoki Haru in. But then there's the fear that he could be in the minors. But if he's in the, you know, if he's in the NHL lineup, he could improve the team slightly. So it's the defense kind of has a lot of questions. While improved, uh, I still think there's questions there. And of course, you know, having that number one defenseman now and Dalene at the top of it certainly rounds that group out. Yeah, having Dalene changes everything in Buffalo because he has potential to be one of the league's best defensemen. And next year with Ristolainen, and I guess on the trade block, and maybe not even being a factor for Buffalo, he probably takes control of that top power play and gets a lot of value in that way. I, like I said, I like Miller a lot. I think he's probably one of the best third-pairing defensemen in the league, and I would love to see what Buffalo does with him and maybe see if he can fit into a top-four role. Uh, the issue with Scandella, obviously, you probably don't want him in the top six, but because he's still there, he might still get minutes. So right. my model does factor for that for 13th, 4th, and 7th defensemen, even though 
they weren't on the initial chart, a player like Scandella has a good chance of playing, and that does bring down Buffalo's bottom line because there's a good chance there'll be injury issues or just general lineup changes. So that would really decrease the upside of Buffalo's defense. So as I say, Montour, I think he's one of those guys. There's a couple of players in this roster who I think if they get some type of season, I think that they like a, a better season or even a career year, I think can maybe get them to beat the projection. And I feel like Montour can be that guy because a lot of his and a lot of his numbers for these projections and their models people do, you know, there's a lot of those Anaheim numbers and they're under Carlisle where a lot of those players struggled. In his short 20 games in Buffalo, those numbers improved. So, I, I mean, you really don't know 100% until you see him in a full season, but I think a lot of Sabres fans kind of need to hope that you're going to get the better Montour we saw in the 20 games and so those numbers will improve and hopefully will improve, you know, these these projections and kind of beat the model. Yeah, I, I think that is definitely one of the hopes. When you When I write these previews, I try to look at places where players can improve on their projected output who looks to be a guy who can provide extra value. Where's the reasons for optimism? And I think Montour is definitely one of those guys because he was in Anaheim system that really drags down his value and he should be on in a better situation. Now he'll be playing with Darlene and the two of them played pretty well last year when they were paired together. I think they had a above average expected goals rate and in Anaheim, although his on-ice numbers weren't great, his individual numbers, like his zone exit, zone entries, were pretty strong. That might mean that his talent can translate well to Buffalo's blue line. I wouldn't be surprised if he looks a lot better than I had him down here. Well, the last area here where you guess you can, I, I think a lot of hope on that, I don't think a lot of people in Buffalo have focused on recently, is the goaltending. Uh, they the two goalies got off to a good start the first 20 or so games when the Sabres won those 10 games, those 10 games in a row. After that, though, they were arguably the worst tandem in the league. I mean, the numbers were brutal. And, you know, I, again, I think you had them as the fourth worst tandem in the league in your write-up. So it's you can hope there's some improvement in Carter Hutton's game, you know, kind of getting familiar to not being in a system like with the Blues where he didn't see that many shots where in Buffalo he was bombarded by him. And then Allmark is still relatively young goalie at 26 you can hope there's some improvement there but i think it's another area here where if, if they're going to repeat the production projection you know kind of like you saw with the islanders i don't think to be that drastic or even carolina who when you get that better goaltending last year that it kind of inflated them in the standings where i think sabers fans really got to hope for that goaltending to improve yeah and sabers fans obviously saw that in the beginning of what their team can be if their goalies make saves and they saw the other side of the coin and what their team is when their goalies regress. And Hutton was really strong in his last season in St. Louis, but to that point, he was always a career backup. And it was probably a lot to ask him to be a number one starter when he's never been that. And I think that'll be the biggest thing that holds Buffalo back more than anything is that they don't have a capable starter. And Goalies are volatile and random and crazy things always happen. So maybe he can find that ability that he had when he was in St. Louis, but I, I would just be a bit skeptical. And that's one reason that the Sabres rank so poorly. Well, the last question in terms of the projections, you know, a lot of people have kind of brought it up when these projections are coming out is the Sabres have a new coach this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I was kind of curious if, if you do at all, if you involve coaching and your model at all, I mean, it's, I mean, we saw the trots, you know, do 
a whole turnaround in the, with the Islanders last year. I don't think we're going to see that this year with Buffalo. I mean, and Ralph Kruger himself is relatively unknown. So I think a lot of people, fans in general, look at this will think, well, he can't be worse than Housley. Or I think, actually, it's the same possibility. He could be better or he could be worse or the same as Housley's coaching style and output. So I was just curious if you take coaching at all into your model or if it's too hard to kind of project out. Yeah, it's it's – it's definitely uh, very difficult. Uh, I know Micah McCurdy is has been working on stuff in, over the summer in measuring that, so I'm excited to see where that goes because I think that's definitely a blind spot here for not just Buffalo but other teams that change coaches. I think it's even more impossible for Buffalo because they did hire someone whose last time in the NHL was, I don't even remember, it was very long ago and he's been doing soccer in Europe for a right. while. and. He's just a, a huge unknown, but having said that, he was one of the brightest minds in soccer. Everything he said to date seems good, and I would be optimistic about what he can bring to the table, and I would be, I would bet that he's probably better than Housley and can get more out of this lineup, but you never know with someone who doesn't have the experience necessary to make that call. So a few more questions here. We're going to kind of flip to the fantasy side of this because I saw you Hmm. put your Sabres fantasy projections out, which kind of worked nice for us today. So I'm going to ask you two questions about that, and then I'll kind of let you talk up your fantasy stuff in general for the end here. But the first question I noticed when I looked at the projections is Rasmus Ristolainen. You got him at 31 points, which is interesting to me, but I also think it's probably correct because the last three or four years, I think he's been at least a 40-point player. But I'm assuming your projections here, you're, you're banking on He's not going to get that much minutes with Darlene now. And the other defenseman, he's also not going to get those top power play minutes. So that's going to drag his numbers down. Am I on the right track there? Yeah, that's exactly it. I took a – I talked to a lot of writers, I guess, before I did those projections. And the common sentiment is that Ristolainen isn't necessarily part of the Sabres' plans going forward. And I imagine they want to give Darlene the top power play job and with – most teams going to four forwards, one defense, and with the Sabres using their top power play significantly more than their second power play, there just weren't that many minutes for Ristolainen to get. And with him being getting most of his value from the power play, it just took, really took a hit on his point totals. And then lastly, it's funny looking looking here again. It's, it's funny. It's Eichel, Reinhardt, Skinner at the top, and then after... I guess middle stat is a decent. After that, again, you can kind of see that your bottom six, just the scoring just kind of drops out in a way. But the one guy I specifically want to ask you about is Reinhardt, where you have him at 82 games, 25 goals, 40 assists, 65 points, where he's kind of the talk of the town here. It's interesting. You know, he's going to be a restricted free agent next year, and we've kind of seen how restricted free agency has gone this year. But I'm, I'm curious kind of where you, where you kind of see him as a player. You know, a lot of people think he kind of rides the coattails of Jack Eichel, where that's not necessarily true, but I think this year was going to get the opportunity to kind of showcase that again, going into a contract year. So I was just kind of more curious of your thoughts, I guess, on Reinhardt. Uh, I really like him as a player. I think it's only a matter of time before he breaks out and becomes the player that many thought he would be when he was drafted very high. I, I would disagree that he rides the coattails of Eichel, especially for a few years. There are a lot of people in the analytics community who suggested the complete opposite, that it was Reinhardt. Yeah driving the line and Eichel not really holding his own until I think last year when Eichel really took a step forward in that regard. So I think 
it'll be an interesting season for him because he's not starting on that top line. He'll, we'll see if he can drive his own line on the second line, maybe help Middlestat find his NHL footing. And I think as long as he's on that top power, he should be a good bet for 65. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more than that. Interesting. Very good. All right. So I'll give you, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, however long you need here to kind of, I know you do your fancy projections and it's really cool. So I'll give you kind of a few seconds here to kind of pump up that stuff and tell people where they can find that. Yeah. So I, every year I do this fancy spreadsheet on fancyhockeyprojections.ca and basically you can customize it however you see fit, put, put it down. So it, I guess, goes towards your league scoring settings and it gives you rankings based on how your league operates rather than a standard ranking that you can find anywhere on the internet. But if you are in a standard league, then you can go on the com tomorrow and look at my top 200 rankings, which should be up sometime tomorrow. Yeah. Awesome. So that is Dom Lecision. Again, I hope I got that right. Uh, you can follow him at, at if I'm on Twitter, geez, I'm stumbling over the place at Dom Lecision, uh, Dom from the athletic NHL down again, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me quickly here about the Sabres in the middle of your busy projection. So, um, you know, I, I really enjoy them. So keep up the good work and, uh, hopefully we can talk again sometime soon. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Sprawl!